Who gives a shit? It's all right. It makes it kind of unique, rustic in a way, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it's very us. Like, it's very us. Yeah, yeah, exactly what it would be. 273 kilometres. Yeah. Um, How yeah. the f*** have you managed that? What about you? Like, it's all the shoes, man. <laughs> Is it the shoes? <laughs> Uh, it's got to be the shoes. He's got them bouncy shoes. Yeah, it's got to be. What about you, though, mate? Yeah? Yeah, mate. The Tour of the, the, the tour Giants. Yeah. I did just a tiny bit more distance, and it took me uh, four times the amount of time. So. <laughs> oh, it wasn't. How, actually, <laughs> how far is it? The, you were literally 10, what? It's 330 kilometres, yeah? It is not. <laughs> it is not. Um, is it it was 220 miles, so about 350-ish k. Um, oh, okay. so, yeah. And so I managed 20... to get my watch broke, and so did Pat's. But we managed to get this guy, American guy Will, who ran with us for most of it, um, to give us his driver this morning, and it's got um, 80, 86,000 feet. Oh yeah. God, the fucking Garmin's though. They. You know, it fucks Strava, but when you're actually trying to use the Garmin to manage yourself, like, where am I on this climb? How much further have I got to go on till this next refuge? And your watch is just showing a blue triangle for 50 hours of the race. It is a little bit fucking irritating, let me tell you. Um, and why, why is that happening, though? No, no coverage? No, no idea. Coverage. Absolutely not. But loads of people's Garmin's packed up. If if you if you're looking for an advert for Garmin, this is not going to be it. Pat's watch then broke like ten hours later, so we had no watch for a while, and then he had a spare like old Garmin, so he used that, and I used my one phone. of those one of those massive ones, like those on like, your arm. Ones, uh, yeah, we get them coming into rerun. Yeah. The ones that are like the nineteen eighties. Mobile phones. They're huge. huge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, right. Like anyway, fuck, wrist, fuck the tour. Let's talk, let's talk about your 24 first. What a run. How have you done uh, that? Like, what the hell? Like, that is so much further than anything you did before, right? I mean, you were yeah. fifth. Yeah, I know. I had the shackles often. I? But the crazy thing is, man, that... Um, yeah, like two years, um, I am really happy. I'm really happy. Yeah, I don't, but um, it's like Alexander's just made everything look really shit still. I wasn't going to so say that like, straight away, yeah, but they're I, definitely. I might have done that. Definitely yeah, is two true. or three years ago, I'd have been like, whoa, <laughs> mate, I'm, you know, that's brilliant. But then, yeah, you do it, you finish, and you think, oh, man, that's. Oh, yeah, I'm really happy with that. I've given it all I could. And then, like, later on in the day, you kind of have a flip through the results. And then Alexander's up there running 200 miles. He's, <laughs> he's what, 25? Yeah, he's 50k ahead. He's dude, done 50 kilometres more. Dude, exactly the same. I'm coming over the line thinking that was a really solid run. And then Sabrina has beaten me by a day. A day. <laughs> a day. It's mental, isn't it? Oh. It's mental. Anyway. And and also the 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 um the Polish dude, um Andrzej Pitroski or He whatever. broke three hundred K, right? Yeah, yeah, he'll be you know, he's him he'll be competing with Alex. I mean he is already, but I mean he was yeah, I mean he was like I don't know, like only that 
18k behind or something, but he'll be, yeah, he's there pushing him, man. Do you know what I mean? And I, had, like, I ran with Alex on a few laps and um, and spoke with him, and he was saying, you know, if I slip up, he's there. He's, he's going to pounce if I slip up. So yeah. he's, yeah. But it's nuts, isn't it? Like if he just stopped running, if he just stopped running. Uh, like, I don't know, 18 hours, put his feet up, ordered a pizza. I still wouldn't have, I still wouldn't have had to catch up with his, uh, like, his score or his distance. It's just, um, oh, it's wonderful. And it's so nice to, uh, it's just fun to, to run. I mean, has the sport, like, leapt in standards? Can you think of a sport that has changed in standards that much? No. Like in that little space of time, it's, it's crazy, man. No, it's but if crazy. you take the like the improvement in the top end, hold on, let me just change the recording. If you change the like, take the top end marathoning performance, and then you add, yeah, you're adding several percentage points for shoes to the 24 hour plus the effect of better nutrition and everything else. There's the improvement in training and performances that was probably long overdue, and then there's these other things that add an unknown percentage on top, right? Uh, it's hard to quantify, though, right? Because the women's performances haven't leapt on that far, have they? I mean, with the exception of Camille, like, the winning distance was Patricia, right? With, what, 257 or something? I mean... Yeah, probably about the same, yeah. it's it's Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And, yeah, because you look at our... British men. I mean, five of us were over 260 kilometers. I mean, that is that is a unheard of, and b the consistency within the team there. That is yeah. that's the most incredible team performance we've probably ever had. Yeah, and no medals. <laughs> like, it's crazy, so hang on, just it? explain what happened here. You you were not one of the named scorers because you had a lesser distance coming in than other yeah, people in the I, team. So your yeah, distance have... didn't count for the medal. No, my distance didn't count for the medal because I was going to. I was me. You were a rogue operator, a free trader. Yeah, I was, and honestly, man, it was it was nice to be like that. Yeah, it was. It felt. Yeah, I I was. My plan was to run twenty four hour jazz. That was my plan, and it kind of worked. Yeah, I was inspired by the jazz flute evenings. Elson, Elson Manor, you know, you know. When you but get you st- hold on, you still got suits. to wear the, you still got to wear the kit and dance around in the in the shorts and that, but you didn't count. I didn't count for the team, but I was in, I was running for GB in the individual. Oh yeah. right, right. So it still counts yeah. as an individual performance, just not yeah. towards the best three team. Yeah. Right, gotcha. Yeah, I've got to be honest, so, yeah, it was pretty just, confusing. We, Me and Pat are in the back of the van on the way back from tour looking at pictures of the team coming out on social media and there's about 27 athletes. And yeah, he and I were like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, who's actually who's actually in the team? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> World Cup squad. <laughs> it was a World Cup squad. It was massive, wasn't it? Yeah, nine, nine blokes and seven... Ladies, I think, yeah. I think that's how... I think that's and how Joe, Joe Zach broke the um, women's, GB women's 24-hour all-comers record. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Amazing, hell. yeah. What a performance. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was just, yeah, records falling. And, yeah, like, really, the course was shit. Was it? Was it? Was, like, was it? 
Yeah. It, when we first turned up there, we kind of jogged down there on the, I don't know, the first day. This is in Verona in Italy, right? Yeah, Verona in Italy, yeah. So Verona in Italy had beautiful, like, Colosseum, Juliet's balcony. Romeo and Juliet, yeah. Like, and, and our sport um, was kind of positioned in this beautiful romantic city exactly where our niche sport usually is. It was like, it was basically... Out-of-town industrial estate. Yeah, not even an industrial estate. <laughs> it's the sort of place, um, it's the sort of place you were... Uh, I don't know, you, you drop off dead bodies, sort of thing. It was like, a, it was just, um, yeah, like a complete dead end area. There was there was fly tipping and, like, mattresses, like old mattresses and three-piece suites dumped, like, at the end of one of the roads. And it was just, like, it was, you wouldn't, you, it was a place, yeah, you wouldn't want to go and walk down there at night time. Yeah, I don't suppose anyone would. Is there any reason anyone to be there? And then there was this, these three, basically 180 turns on the, um, yeah, on the course, on the mile course. So you just constantly doing one, 180 turns to the right. So, I mean, like, if you think about Alex, is just under 200 miles. I mean, that it, it must... Those 180s would have slowed you down, yeah, massively. Did you not change direction? You just all went in the one direction? We all went in... Yeah, they never changed, did they? It's big enough, yeah. It reminded me of the sort of... You know when you wax lyrical about your uh, your six-hour Thursday afternoon six-hour races? Classic, classic. Yeah, it reminded me of the kind of salubrious... uh, uh, venues that they were picked at, <laughs> yeah. That, so, but I saw pictures of a track in there, right? Some of it was, was on the track. track. Yeah, <laughs> there was a track there. <laughs> there was a reason, yeah. 400 metres on the track and then... Uh, and then out. So, back. like Albie, really, but l- more shit. <laughs> yeah, more shit, yeah, definitely. Like like, like a track and then... Uh, remember that place we raced in, in Greece, that disused... Uh, kind of uh, that place that nobody goes to you know the, well the refugee you know, camp yeah yeah the refugee camp yeah Jesus, <laughs> like that. that was bad <laughs> right okay we've well, painted this beautiful picture of a course but it clearly it didn't impact you one of the yeah one of the straights was like the back end of uh, you know like there was some, there must be some restaurants on the other side of the road so it was just the back doors of all the restaurants oh you know? my god that dubious dubious smelling bags of rubbish and uh um yeah waiters kind of standing outside the back door smoking fans before they're going back on with their shift um yeah but it seemed to work yeah it seemed to work for a lot of people so uh yeah maybe there's something in those those sharp 180s so uh men's team were fourth women's team were fourth is that right yeah yeah. So no medals, yeah. but close, close, but no cigar. And um, yeah. who was who was like outstanding apart from obviously you and Joe, like who had who had their greatest days? Oh, everyone had such solid. Everyone had such solid days, though. That's the thing. And um, uh, behind, on the men's side, like really close behind me was Paul Maskell and uh, Danny. Uh, Danny Hawkins, yeah, I always call him Higgins. He's not Higgins, that's the sneaker player, isn't it? 
But um, those two were brilliant, yeah. Just they ran. They were a bit like you and Paddy, no? They ran together for the whole twenty-four hours. All right. <laughs> um, okay. And just yeah, just stuck together. And I mean, they ran two six five or two six six that's or something. Yeah. That's absolutely massive. Which was, which was nuts, yeah. And then uh, Alex uh, Wirati yeah. was not far behind them. Damo Carr. Really not far behind Alex with like two over two sixty as well. These lads are impressing just, uh, because they've done a couple in a row now, right? We know how elusive like two or three good ones in a row can be. Oh, and they're now yeah. starting to be on that path, aren't they? Which is just brilliant yeah. for the team. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, and then someone like Danny is a young lad that he's not just running consistent 24s, he's he's improving. Like yeah, each, yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's adding 10k on each time as well. And then I saw well. in the women's that Eloise Eccles ran pretty well, and she, that was good because she ran she ran a really smart race at our track 100 in April, and I thought she was pretty impressively strong, actually. And then Jen yeah. Coleman's come back after how many years away from the team, and she's back in it. That gives all oh, of us some hope. she was great as well. Yeah, I mean, she was way up. She was high up, yeah, mm. until, mm. until like, not, not many hours left. Yeah, she was, she was high up there, so. So what about yeah. you then, man? What happened? You just, you just had a flyer, like nothing went wrong or you ate well, shoes helped, like what's the deal? Yeah. I don't know, I was in good, I was in good shape. I knew I was in good shape. Um, yeah, like Robbie's got me in. Yeah, in like I'm faster. I know I'm faster. I know at I'm short stuff. Training at yeah, the start yeah. of the year. Yeah, just sorted me right out, and I'm still kind of, I'm still kind of on that level that I thought I was. So, but yeah, like I say, I just, I just thought to myself, well, yeah, I'm just gonna have fun, and I think that helped. So, yeah, like I went off. I didn't go off with. I thought the first few laps I'll go off with Alex <laughs> and run up with him. I saw um, he was, was running like six fifteen pace. I mean, yeah, that was my plan, and he went off, and I thought like, oh, maybe I won't go off with him. <laughs> I'll just go off with the with the third third race chance. <laughs> so I just yeah, I ran, I ran, you know, which I, I ran too fast at the start. Well, that's what everyone would say. Is I mean, it's always too fast. But I knew that I could run an hour and a half or so too fast, and then like consolidate a bit, and then yeah. So that's what I did. Maybe a couple of hours like nice pace and then just chilled for a bit and just yeah just uh, like, took it easy like not took it easy but in terms of pressure on myself you know skipped a little bit jogged sideways a little bit you know waited if there was a gb runner behind me then maybe waited for them for a little bit and then ran with them and and yeah just just had a bit of fun basically so yeah the nutrition seemed to work but it was a different mindset I had James I think like like I threw up a few times but it never affected me I just chucked up and then just cracked back on with it yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, so yeah. Um, and what's the yeah, deal with the, with like you were 4k from the British record was anyone shouting at you over the last couple of hours going no so that was that was one thing I did that was so good like talking about the Garmin at the start your Garmin I decided I said to Robbie before the start, I said, Look, I don't I don't I really don't think I'm gonna wear my watch. I'm not that interested in what pace I'm doing. I'm just yeah. gonna feel it. Yeah. 
And I just checked with him. I said, you know, what do you reckon? And he was like, do what you want, mate. <laughs> so I, I didn't have my watch on. Um, and there, like before when you've been to those 24s, sometimes, I think in Albi or something, they had like the, the boards. Massive, like, massive on, boards. On a, yeah. Massive, like a school board. Unavoidable, sort of like, like you could not thing. not look at it, could you? Yeah, 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 even if you didn't want to look at it. So basically, here in Verona, they had uh, the, the school board thing was, was you know, it wasn't much bigger than a... Laptop. You know, someone, someone's Samsung iPad. Or <laughs> like it was just hanging up in a gazebo. So if you wanted, you really, if you wanted to go and look at it, you had to give like a... I don't know, a minute of your race to go and look at it. So I, I decided, and yeah, so I, I never knew what distance I was on until uh, Robbie and Charlotte told me with about, I don't know, 50 minutes, 45 minutes to go, 50 right. minutes that I'd, I'd beaten my PB. That's what they said, you've beaten your PB. And Robbie said to me, if you have a strong 40 minutes or something, you might, you could get... Plus two seventy. That's what he said. But so that's the only time I had any idea what distance I'd done, and it was so refreshing, man. It was so refreshing. And I just, it didn't matter. I just had to run. Like distance didn't matter. Time didn't matter. I just had to run and and just wait for the the whatever it is, the whistle, you know, to stop. It really worked. Yeah. I mean, clearly, what a what a massive performance. I mean, from all of you, whatever's. However shit it, that an event it is, it sounds like it it was a fast one. I mean, Alex, Alex, and you know yeah, all of you sits guys. The zone, isn't he? Alex sets the zone, and everyone else just kind of follows. Like I, I mean, say, it's got like, a, like a few years ago when you're winning the Euros in like if in two sixty two or whatever it was. Like, there's no stretch there. Like that is the top, right? And now you have got someone bashing out three twenty. All of a sudden, everyone's thinking, hold on a minute, if he can do 3.20, I can get, I can run within 60k of him, right? Like, that seems more reasonable yeah. as a stretch, like, psychologically, I suppose. I mean, it's not impacted you, because you've never known how far you've gone there, but... So, right, what... Okay, when's your next one? Next champs, right? I don't know. I have to decide. One thing I was saying in my head... When I was like, because you know those conversations. You know, I'm retiring. This myself. is my last one. Yeah, one of my deals with myself was like, maybe this will be the last one. Yeah. I could just push it on this one. So, yeah, let let's see, man. Let's see. Dave Dowdle is quaking. Know. He's quaking. He's waiting for his two seven seven to be eclipsed. Now it's a matter that's, of time. Yeah, that is going to go. Someone, someone in this. You know, I I predict in the next. Yeah, definitely, if not before those championships in Taiwan, it will go. So that's uh, the next one. The world's is next December, is it? Or November or something? Yeah. yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he'll be quaking, old, old, old Dowdle. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. Yeah, that will go. Huge. Huge. I didn't expect you, I don't know, no offence, but I didn't know how your training had really gone. I know how busy you've been with work recently. And I was like, we were saying, Pat and I were literally going through everyone going, what do we reckon they're going to do? Like, who do we think is going to run the furthest in the what men's put, team? What did you put me down as? I just said, I just said you are a total wild card. I said, you, it, on your day, you'll still beat everyone else. And um, 
and Pat said the same, just like, yeah, look, I mean, on like natural ability, you've just always just been able to do it in the 24s. I don't know, like you came off of, you hadn't really knocked it out of the park for a couple of years, had you? You'd had some solid runs, but nothing like world beating. And then, I don't know, sometimes the weirdest prep and like the the worst build-up can just yield a result because you go in with less pressure on yourself, I suppose. And the circumstances sound like they suited you this time. Um, did Charlotte crew you? Charlotte crewed me, yeah. The crew, yeah, she was crewing me and Nathan. And, I mean, a lot has to be said. And we talk about the shoes. The shoes make a difference. The, um, yeah. You know, Alex makes a difference. But, yeah, also our crew do make a difference as well. They, they're finally, each championship, they finally tune that. Uh, that you're getting better zone, and better. Yeah. They? And it's just, there's so much knowledge there, man. It's just like, you know, any little, I don't know, just any little problem you have, you know, you mention, mention it to them. And amongst themselves, you know, amongst Robbie Reaney, um, Jamie, who was there, what's Jamie's last name? I mean, he's a very knowledgeable chap. Um, mm-hmm. the nutritionist, um, yeah, and all the ex-athletes, they'll they'll just work it out amongst themselves and then they'll provide like a kind of solution to the problem and, and they're just, they're brilliant, yeah. yeah. They really are on it. Solid, like, solid. Let's hope for some medals solid next group. time then, man. Let's... They're so solid. They're so solid crew. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Maybe they should get some sort of theme tune to go behind them in the tent. Yeah. Who would do the... Uh, 21 hours to go. Yeah, let's see. It's, it's there, isn't it, already? Yeah. I mean, we could get yeah, them on Cameo and get some sort of, like, thing going on a loop for you guys. That would really help get you out of the tent. Or maybe, like, an FA Cup. An FA Cup song for the championships, oh. for the world championships next year. And yeah. you do the John Barnes little, rap. Yeah, a little cover of 21 Hours to Go, yeah, with some... With some kind of yeah remastered lyrics, yeah remix, and it's a jazz, a jazz flute instrumental. Be <laughs> be <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. This Someone would about to knock that up. Jazz flute. James Stewart. He's a bit of a um, musician, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's a maestro. He's a maestro. I think I think we got something there, mate. There we yeah. go. Let's sell it. Especially yeah, especially because of the time of the year, December. It? Nothing thinking, else going on, right? Nothing else. Little, little stocking fillers, yeah. Little, little CD single. I gotta get some of you guys stock. down to the uh, track hundred in April. Then, if it's in December, that makes the perfect year, doesn't it? Track one hundred. Uh, quite a few. Quite a few. Quite a few. Four or five people that I chatted to as I was running around were telling me they were coming to your. Uh, Track 100, yeah. Okay. I, don't know I know we've had some sign up. I, I can't remember how many. I lose track. But it's not full. A chap from, a chap from Slovakia, I think, said he was coming. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Okay. He was in, I think, he was like in the top five for quite a while. Yeah. Oh, he dropped down nice. Well, let me have a he look. He told me he was coming. Hmm. I, think, I think Teresa said she was Teresa's coming. Teresa's coming. She well, had a bad race, didn't she? Luda Vid- uh, Luka Viditic, is that him? Luda Viditic, Luka. Uh, is he from Slovakia? Three, four, five, six. Jen Coleman, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten, eleven, twelve. Dan Lawson, <laughs> Therese Falk, James Stewart, Eloise Eccles. James Stewart. 
Hey, yeah. He's coming again. Rob, Rob Turner. No, he's coming. No, not got him. Anyway, I guess we're still waiting for some entries to uh, come on yeah. down on that one. Yeah. Exciting, man. <laughs> Woo! British road and track running is in its prime. I mean... Yeah, and I was... I think I did I did tell a few people as well to come to that track race as well, yeah. Just hang out. Four or five said they were coming, I was selling it. I was pretending. Yeah, I was name dropping. Oh, James Elson's a very good friend of mine. Oh, yeah. Oh, we have a podcast, you are. He's a very good friend of mine, <laughs> yeah. He's, a, he's an essential um, jazz flautist, yes. <laughs> Who else was I telling? There was a few, I can't remember anyway, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, hopefully I'll be there, man. Woohoo! Yeah. Woohoo! Good. <laughs> Looking forward to Right then, let's talk about you. Let's talk about... Yep. You are... When did you finish? It's less than a week ago you finished, didn't it? Uh, we finished on Thursday evening last week, and then we drove <laughs> back Friday. Fucking hell, that was an epic. And then we had the Chilton Wonderland <laughs> on Saturday, where I managed to squeeze my feet into... Back? A couple of squeezed my feet into a pair of Helios and staggered around trying to do some course marking. It was not pretty. Um, you finished, wait, wait, wait. You finished on Thursday. Finished Thursday about seven. Back. Pat and me went directly to the boozer and sank a few pints, uh, had a pizza, fell asleep fully clothed um, in the bed, like with my, still with my running stuff on. Woke up about 3 a.m., had a shower. <laughs> Left the house at about eight, drove back to the UK. We got home at half 11 at night. Is it that swap in the driving? Yeah. Or is it just one of you? No, nope, three of us on uh, rotation. Yeah. Okay. And when you were, when the others were driving, were you just asleep? No? Yeah, me and Pat, my were... legs, sw- I don't know if you've ever had this, my legs were like tree trunks with fluid. Mm. At the last life yeah. base, I was stood there and I was like, Ooh, that doesn't look good. Like, obviously, you've got a few other issues going on, a few blisters, but nothing major. But these, my legs really... Mm? Push your finger into there and you make an indent in your leg and it stays there for a bit. It it felt like I was pressing into a piece of wood. Like, my calf was absolutely rock solid. Like, there was no definition of any of the muscles or the joints. They were just, Mm -hmm. like, sausages. Anyway, um, I... That... After when we drove home, me and Pat, when we weren't driving, sat in the back of the van with our feet up on the table in the camper. And I'm not joking, every 40 minutes, I was having to stop for us to go for the most enormous pisses you've ever seen. I wasn't drinking anything. I was just draining this fluid, like litres and litres of fluid. You've had that before. I have. I had that first joggle when I swelled up. Right. I, um, yeah, yeah. It was exactly the same. But my, I remember and your I, face being all puffy. But mate, my nutsack was the size of a fucking grapefruit. Like it was being the water was being <laughs> retained in the weirdest places. Never had that. Oh no. Never had a grapefruit nutsack. So you puffed up like that at Joggle because when I finished, I chatted to Sophie Grant and she goes, oh, yeah, I get that every time. Well, obviously, my longest ever run until this race was 40 hours and this was 104. So I didn't really have anything to compare it to, but I've never had swelling like this. You don't know why it happened. No idea. It's water retention, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because for three days, I was literally every 15 minutes... 
Piss. having one of those um, really drunk pisses. You know, sometimes, <laughs> when you, sometimes when you're in the pub and you go for a piss in your urinal and the, and the bloke next to you is just... Like, Steady on, mate. Where, where's that coming yeah, from? Yeah, it just keeps coming. You're like, what? What's happened there? I don't know. Someone was calling me. Uh, <laughs> right. I had to get Jack yeah, to stop on the hard shoulder, and I took. I just could not. We were like twenty k from Calais, and I was like, I cannot get there, mate. You, I, you, I, you are just going to have to go on the hard shoulder. And I got out, and I was pissing for about three minutes. Do you know when you like this is the longest piss I've ever done in my yeah, whole life? Yeah. Like, it's so, it gets boring, doesn't it? It, it <laughs> does because you're like, then where am I going to have to go next? As soon as we got on the Eurotunnel, had to go in there, had to walk down the whole of the train <laughs> to go to the loo. Oh man! Anyway, uh, it's a good job that didn't happen because you could have started losing your water in the race. That would have slowed you down. Yeah, quite considerably, wouldn't it? I was yeah. pretty lucky. I think they uh, only really got bad over the last section of seven. So. I didn't notice. I didn't think it impacted my running, really. It just was pretty disconcerting looking down and going, what, why, am down nuts, why am I nuts the size of grapefruits? Yeah. Was there no uh, muscle definition in your ball sack either? Then? I, did, just, I like, just couldn't nice see that. By then, my paunch had got so swollen as well that I couldn't see past like, my, <laughs> <laughs> my paunch. Because it's quite swollen anyway. Oh, I'm my sure. God. I started calling it the energy egg because everyone was pointing out like, oh, oh dear, you've got some swelling. And I was like, no, it's normal, mate. I've just got a paunch. <laughs> yeah, it's just the curly worries. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking hell, we put some food away, though. Me and, uh, so, yeah, the first three sections, um, but first 100 miles or so, I was by myself and it was, you know, whatever it was. And then Pat caught me at the end of the... Th- uh, I was in the life, the third life base. They call the big checkpoints life bases. And then me and he, me and him sort of had a, a short stop there and then we cracked on and we spent the last 70-odd uh, out, the last three days together, yeah, really. Yeah, man, I was watching you. God, it was yeah. good, man. It yeah. was like the old days, you know, when you've, we've just done so much long stuff together and paced each other through the end of, like, Grand Union and hundreds and stuff. And, uh, and but, there, mate, fucking hell... Any... Any like doubt that you wouldn't finish? No, because some of you must have had like no doubt hard, we'd finish a hard time whilst he was having a good time. Yeah, no? I know, or but you know what it's happen? like when something that's that's that long. There's never a question that you're going to get it done. Like there's a hundred percent commitment, right? Like you, as soon as yeah, the seed yeah. of doubt comes in. But what I would say is 95% of it was just the most incredible experience and race, and like the people could never do enough for you. Refugees were cooking us up whatever we wanted. Um, food refugees. was amazing. The refugees, refugees the Fujis, ready or not. And then um, their 5% of it was, was horrendous. Um, there was one section, like the, the organization, I'm getting some echo back off your phone, I don't know why. The organization don't know how to measure. So um, there'd be like a. A four or five hour descent at the end of the day that was advertised as like three and just went on a couple of hours more than it was supposed believe, to. I can't believe you're saying this. Anyway, we got to this are one bit, right? What, I hope Pat doesn't you're, mind. You're the person at every um, uh, race 
Don't show me your Garmin. Yeah, but they're, they're people coming to me complaining about the 100 being a mile long. You're complaining about it. It's not a mile. It's like fucking hours and hours and hours. Anyway, there was this one section. It was absolutely pissing it down, right? And they changed the course because there'd been landslides on one of these mountains to this shit path that sort of contoured around a hill and then went steeply down on white rock that was you could not get any grip on. It's like skiing. And then they had loads of pine cones. And anyway, it's, it's probably 4 a.m. It's shitting it down. Actually, maybe it was like midnight. We were at the end of a 19-hour section with like one stage to go. And Pat, Pat just got so fucked off. He, he did like this full pirouette on the white rock and the pine cones fell over and ripped his jacket with his pole. His watch had stopped working. And he just sat, <laughs> sat down and went, well, that's just fucking brilliant. Why don't you just fucking pile all these pine cones up so we can't even stand on our own fucking two feet? And I'm standing there <laughs> looking at him. <laughs> I was like, everything all right, mate? He goes, you just have to fucking leave me alone, mate. I'll, I'll see you down there. So I left him sat on the floor, like, dusting himself off. And he did catch me up, and he's like, sorry about that, mate. It's a bit of a low moment. <laughs> but it was just fucking hilarious. It's like the, the absolute ridiculousness of our situation right now. Uh, but that was just classic. Like, I said to the woman in the previous checkpoint, please can you explain, like, the course change? Can you just say how far it is, how much climb there is, um, and if there's any checkpoints. She goes, yeah, yeah, it's 10K, there's 700 metres of climbing and there's no checkpoints. It was 17K with 900 metres of climbing and had a checkpoint. I was just like, what? Like, why can't you just tell us the truth? Like, why, why have you got to just... Just that you, no different, mate. Fucking hell. No different. No different, like North two South hours way, becomes North four. Way 100. It's 104 miles. It's 144 yeah. miles. Anyway, um, I'm taking, I'm giving all the negative, but it was so good, mate. It was such a great so, race. So not, who went down that section? Like, did, uh, like the winners didn't get diverted? Yeah, right? everybody. It was a pre, pre, oh. pre-existing course change because this landslide on this oh, hill. Okay. We all knew it was coming. It just, it wasn't. Again, what and they... it didn't finish the race, no? It got cancelled, didn't it? Is yeah, that true? Fucking hell, I can believe it. So we got home. The cutoff, I think, is I'm not sure, 150, 160 hours or something. Anyway, obviously we we finished up, drove home. I got to the Chilton Wonderland start at 6 a.m. Saturday, and of course the race is still going in Italy. And someone's going, they've cancelled TDG, and I was like, what? And they go, yeah, it snowed. And then someone showed me a picture on Instagram and a video, and it's like ten centimeters of snow on the last on the last pass, which is pretty yeah, fucking steep at the best of times. And and they basically pulled everyone off the course, um, guided them either back down off the mountain or took them off a different way. And uh, and so a couple of hundred runners weren't able to finish. Finish. Yeah. Oh. So I think officially they're finishers, like they've called them finishers for the purposes of, you know, you did as much as you could and it was abandoned on you. But I know I was speaking to Andrew Heaney, who's one of our runners who was out there. He got pulled off at the lot, pulled off the mountain just before the last call. And they've said to him, you're a finisher. And he's like, thanks. Do I get a free place next year or can I come back next year? Because I haven't finished the course. Uh, 
Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's a bit awkward, but it did look bad up there. Like it, obviously the passes are three thousand meters plus. So if it, if it's if it's you know the snow can come pretty quickly. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, we only what got rain. We got warm for two days and then rain on and off for two days. So we were pretty lucky, really. Yeah. And did uh, the Chiltern Wonderland uh, seem as as much a wonderland coming back from the Alps <laughs> or not? Was a bit disappointing. Similar climbs. Similar climbs. <laughs> yeah, I mean... The Chiltern. I love that course. It's the best-named race. Yeah. It was such a beautiful day on the Chilterns as well. But, I, I mean, I wasn't really in the greatest place to enjoy it as much as normal. Putting caution runner know. signs out when I'm wearing fucking flip-flops because I literally can't get my shoes on is not not a great look. But it's not... Are you not... Like, for me, after those long multi-day ones, and even after this, the weekend, yeah, it's not... All right, my legs are usually not so bad. My legs are all right now. Legs are okay. You, yeah. It's the tiredness. I can't. I just keep having to, like, sit down in like random places and uh, have like a three-minute power nap. You know, yep. do you not have to keep doing that. Yeah, which yeah. is weirdly exactly what we were doing during the race. Right, most of our sleeping was done coming into a refuge. I'd say to Pat, right, two minutes, lay lay down on the table with my face on the table, and then literally two minutes later, up and off we go. And that was always good enough for like four to four to eight hours, you know, more, right? You just it's just enough to snap you out of it. And that's what I've been doing since I've been back. But now today, like I sweated the bed out less bad last night, not great. But I'm I'm now through that. The morning's all right, but I know this afternoon I'm gonna have to go to bed. Like I'm gonna have to go to bed. Um because you've done long, long like joggle, like is I mean Fucking hell, how many was that? Nine and a half days. This was this that's double what this was. I can only imagine how absolutely knackered you must be coming out of that. Um, although on the on this I guess we got we worked out we had about three hours sleep total. Yeah, yeah. People aren't sleeping hardly at all on that tour you on our No, the yeah, leaders aren't crazy. sleeping at all. I don't think Sabrina slept in her eighty hours. Um, well, she, but when, I don't know, I didn't see her, but looking at the video, she seems really coherent and like, yep. yeah. Yep. Um, Amazing. Damien, Damien, not quite so. But, um, uh, yeah, so Damo uh, was obviously yeah. in the van with Pat and I, and it was it was great back, oh, it was great times, back. man. Oh, yeah, so yeah. tell us what happened to Damien then, yeah. So, I mean... We all stayed here the night before and then we drove down there and then we had like a day of doing nothing. We went for a little bit of a jog, hung out, then we registered and then we got going. Uh, and Damo's plan was really like, uh, I'm going to just run on feel, but I, I know that I'll be pretty close to the front. I don't want to speak for him, but I'll be fairly well up there from early on and I'm not going to hold back. And I think he found himself in a lead group of three or four uh, over the first climb and descent and then over the rest of the first stage, which is about 50k. And actually, I think he was leading the race at about 60k. Uh, one of the lead guys had fallen away already by that point. Uh, but he said the climbs were fine and effort-wise felt well within, you know, comfort range, but the descents were not. He said the other guys were absolutely screaming the descents and he was just like this is not sustainable for me and uh -huh. um he knows he knows how i feel now just when uh, <laughs> i've got to be honest both anyway. pat and i struggled a bit with the descents at the end 
anyway, um, I th- everything was sort of going reasonably well. I, I believe he was sort of top five anyway. And then he got in with an Italian guy and at the same time as the 330s going on as the Tour de Glaciers, which is the 450k version that yeah. Tierney did yeah. and finished fourth in. Okay. And this Italian yeah. guy was sort of saying to Damo, yeah, yeah, I know the way, I know the way. And before they knew it, they were absolutely miles off course. And uh, Damo realised this and tried to sort of make his own way back, left the other Italian guy sort of scrambling over boulders to try and find a way back to the course and came across a glass, the glacier's leader who, <laughs> you'd have to hear Damo recount it, but apparently the conversation went, Damo went, hi, how's it going? Am I on the right course? And the, and the guy said, Damien Hall, I'm very sorry to have to tell you this but you are, in fact, absolutely miles off course. You're on the glaciers route, and the 330 is in the other valley. So Damo <laughs> had to run, like... I mean, he thinks he was off course for about four hours, I believe. And yeah, then... We were watching his... Yeah, like, it was taking him a long time to come Well, in. by this you point, know, Paul, his crew... Had, Paul, his crew man, was, like, saying to the commissars, like, he's obviously lost. Like, his timings are all over the place. So they sent some people out to look for him and did find him and said, you know, what's happened? Are you okay? And he was like, yeah. And he he carried on from where he rejoined the course. And obviously, by then, competitively, his race was sort of over. But fair play to Damo. He still pushed on as as fast as he could. And and I can't remember his exact time, but he, he still did bloody well. Um, yeah, 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 but yeah. So, so he just joined. He was following the other another uh, another runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was following this other guy. Said he knew the way, but he, he was going on the glaciers course, not the three thirty. Uh, I've got to be honest. The marking, the marking was really good on the whole, but there were several places where there were just no flags. Um, yeah, but it must be so. I can't believe, I was saying this to Robbie, like, I can't how believe. How do you mark that, that right? More people don't get lost. Yeah, I know. You, like, you I literally know. had two hours sleep, three hours sleep in a hundred hours. Like, your head is mush. I've uh, got to be honest with you, mush. like, that was the takeaway for me. There was one night we got, we did a stage from Donas to Gresseny, base three to four. And then that took us 19 hours. And then we went out to do the next stage overnight. And I, I, I'm, I cannot remember a lot of that section. Like I've been, I've been looking at the maps and trying to fill in the blanks. And I was walking around behind Pat, basically asleep. Like I was just saying to him, yeah. "I need to lay but down on this rock lost. for two minutes." How, how do you not get lost? Well, you do. Like, we went off course. We went off course, and plenty of other people did as well. But I, I, I was times when I was looking at Pat, and I had no idea who he was. I was just like, who the... I know I know this guy, but what the fuck is his name? Like, Peter Rabbit, what the fuck? Like, I I was trying to read his bib number on the back so that I could actually speak to him, because I was like, I don't know who he he is. Quite a severe haircut, though, isn't he? He's had a big haircut, (laughs) you know. I was like, I'm sure I know this guy, but what are we doing? Um... (laughs) And it was like 4 or 5 a.m., right, when it would just hurt so badly just to try and keep your eyes open. Um, but one, one Scandinavian guy came into one of the live bases and lost his shit with the commissars. We, we'd all come down through these woods, this epic long descent. The flags had just disappeared. Me and Pat had managed to find our way, but this guy, he reckons he'd been lost in the woods for six hours. 
I don't know how long he'd been lost, whether it was six minutes, but it was clearly a big problem. Um, so I think... Yeah, so he could well have been, yeah, just six minutes or something when you're so mushed. You have no idea, head, do yeah. you? No nothing's, idea. Nothing's real, is it? Nothing's yeah. real, yeah. I would, I'd love to have, uh, yeah. I don't know if, I, I can't ever do that, mate, so I don't think. I'm not, I'm not mountain uh, capable enough, am I? Yeah, I think but, it's um, pretty, it's pretty simple. Like, it's it's marked. You don't really need navigation skills at all unless shit goes wrong. And then it's just to, GPS. You need to be able to run down mountains. Yeah. You do need like the, the the climbs are all all right, right? They're long. They're big. You know, there's a lot of time at altitude. I really struggled above two and a half thousand meters. But uh, coming down, on the other hand, you know, some of them are just so good at it, and they just leave you for dust. And it's like, oh right. We're going to be five hours coming down here, and they're going to be three, you know. And that's the bit where I just felt we were at a disadvantage. I mean, how can we train for that without going there? Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. possible to do that in Wendover Woods. So that's the <laughs> bit. That's the missing link. And the funny link. thing is that watching from the like the screen is you just can't work out. Like, so I'd be looking at your where you were coming in. And then I, it would say, oh, the next checkpoint is like two point, I don't know, three point two kilometers away or something. Yeah. And you'd think, oh, right, well, it'll be there in, uh, it'll be there in half an hour. <laughs> Sometimes, like, some of the, like, it was just ridiculous. Like five k would take some people like, I don't know, four and a half hours or yeah. something. So like, it was just. It was mental. Yeah, I can't even begin to think of what the... We basically broke everything down. We started out with a plan for 100 hours because I thought... I'd looked at all the previous results and I thought, that's reasonable. That's not me going out and trying to sort of perform. That is a solid time that I take now and feels like sustainable. And it it did work, but he worked that out. It's like 30-minute miles. So Pat and I are just breaking everything down into a climb lasts three hours and a descent lasts two hours. And if we get below 30-minute mile average, then we're having a good run, you know. Um, pretty slow, isn't it? Pretty slow. Yeah, yeah you, you're, uh, that's your thing now, yeah? You are on multi-day. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. Your, I think... When's the spine? Oh yeah, that's that's next. That's January. But I was talking to Damo about it, and he was like, "This is so much more difficult than the spine." And I was like, "Okay, that's quite helpful from a frame of reference oh, of cool. approach." Um, obviously, uh-huh. conditions dependent, but I just think the elevation and the ground underfoot, like the amount of rock and the amount of descending in that race, make it an absolute mm-hmm. it's just so huge like you mm-hmm. kind of can't believe they put it on do you know what i mean it's that big um yeah yeah it was definitely like so you're a contender aren't you for the spine no god you're no up there. well kim and damien kim and damien have now smashed each other up there. several times are obviously back in for the spine next mm-hmm. so it's just about whether they can learn to co co coexist as opposed to race each other uh, <laughs> too hard. Uh, but I haven't really looked at the entry list for the spine. I, I don't know who's on it. Um, Definitely, mate. Definitely a contender. Is Paddy doing it? No, no. No, he's... Uh, I don't know what he's got next. Obviously, we chatted loads about 24. Do we want to do it again? Like, yes. 
of course the itch is always there in it i just wonder like if that's that's a few years in the mountains now whether it's time to go back to the running you know um yeah i had my two years off didn't i 24s we had that conversation when we were like take a break we're done we're done yeah that's it i don't want to do it and i had like two years off and then had that itch again and yeah i'm so glad so glad i went back to it yeah so what's next what's next man are you going to try and do 48 again or are you going to just do some more stuff that's like more fun and then hold off for the 24s next december yeah no maybe next year i'll do 48 uh either 48 or six day i think yeah um depending on what time of year and stuff Mm. and then think about yeah um maybe going again to the, to Taiwan uh yeah let's let's see but yeah you've got to stick a pair of those bouncy shoes on and get on a get on a 24 haven't you yeah probably don't even need to do any training um it's so different though isn't it like the whole hiking mountain thing running you know none of that course is flat it's either up or down so you're getting a rest either effort wise descending or you're getting a rest from running by hiking the climbs it's so different like it's i don't know it's, yeah, just, it's a different sport isn't it it's a completely different sport it is a different sport mate yeah but you've got a, you you you're you've got to come back to the 24 well i think what helps you've is got... you know if you've been out there for four plus days you know, running 24 hours all of a sudden is just like, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's, yeah. Short, it's short. Do you know what I mean? It's so hard yeah. in so many other ways, but at least the actual duration is now, you know, it not... It does happen. That... Although, actually, a couple of people ask me that, like, doing the longer stuff, does it make the 24s um, easier in a way? And actually, I don't think it does. Right, okay. It's like, it's like saying, um, now you've... Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, you've done a hundred marathons easier. No, it's just different. You just got to run harder, yeah, right? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, now you've run a, I've done a 20 mile, does it make the 5k easier? Yeah. It doesn't, they're hard. Just different. Yeah. You've got, like, the 24, you've got to run, haven't you? You've got to constantly run. So, I mean, so you're feeling all right now. Are you sort of largely recovered? Are you, are you back jogging or are you, are you still struggling? Tomorrow, I'll have a jog tomorrow. Yeah. 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 So, I'd have had, yeah, Monday, Tuesday, what we on went, yeah, so three days off, basically, yeah. And I'll, I'll have a little, yeah, a little jog tomorrow. And then maybe on Sunday I'll be back. I'll run with my little group. Um, okay. Like a, a soccer-ish run. Oh, I've got to swim, though. I've got to do a 5K swim. 5K? Well, that's long. Yeah. I was supposed to do it. Actually, I was lucky. I was supposed to do it um, the week before the... Uh, the championships right. and I only told Rocky two days before oh, by the way I've got to do I know I'm not supposed to be tapering but I've got to do this swim and I was like it was cross, it's kind of not running so I'll be alright and he was like oh, how far is it and I was like oh it's about 5k he was like what are you doing you <laughs> <laughs> and it, luckily it got cancelled because there was uh, too much uh, Chop. Uh, uh, shit flowing around in there oh in the god Fucking hell. What event is it then? Huh? What event is it? It starts, it's in the river, it's on the river. Um, so it's 5k, you swim down the... The Dark Star River, river 5k? 
Yeah, yeah, like you, it's like the Dark Star, but in water. Right. But actually, the Dark Star is quite watery anyway. Um, yeah, so I did a 5K swim once. It took me two two hours, I think. <laughs> Absolutely mauled. So slow. Yeah, so I think we're with the tide. That's going to help, yeah? Oh, that's cheating. Charlotte's doing it. Charlotte's doing oh, it. Oh, good. Oh, nice. Lily's doing it. Um, so... Yeah, Charlotte's hoping she could just float where she's thinking about getting one of those, uh, you know, the, uh, Body the inflatable unicorns. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, so maybe, maybe you know, might, uh, might be my thing. And what's yeah? the story of Rerun? Are you still having to move house or are you staying where you are? We're moving house. Rerun is, uh, yeah, Rerun where is... Yeah, we are. We stopped taking stuff in, didn't we? Yeah. So now our job, and we're, it's getting a little bit stressful, actually. We're, we've got less than, uh, no, maybe we've got four weeks to try and move everything out. So we're moving into a smaller, a smaller place. Okay. But I'm going to, um, all we're going to do in the smaller place is I'm going to, I'm going to make my shoes. Rubbish and, shoes. And we'll just, we'll continue our campaigning, but we've got a lot of, we got a lot of stuff that we're trying to rehome at the moment. So we just come and, yeah, like just there's so much stuff, man. It's crazy. Yeah, I see. So I'm all the all the shoes, the end of life shoes. My job is I've and for the last like three or four weeks, I've just been cut cutting the good bits off the shoes and the and the bits that we can't use and we're, we're, we're holding on to until we find a solution. But yeah, that's been my job. And there's still so many pairs of trainers. <laughs> there's so many pairs of these end of life shoes that I've, I've got to cut up. I was just looking at the pile before you uh, called and feeling a little bit uh, despondent. Like, I don't know if I've got time to, uh, to cut all these up. Where's the new unit uh, going to be? Where? Where? <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be in the town. Like, it's a little shed in the town centre in Shoreham. Oh, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be good. So, I just have my sewing machine and the my shoemaking stuff. And yeah, are you selling yeah. those rubbish shoes, or are you just? Yeah, I will be selling my rubbish shoes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can make you a pair. You haven't had. I've started making my sliders. Are nice now. I've started making sliders. We had some good rerun and green yeah. runners kit on display out in Cormoya. I had my old Grand Slam rerun shirt on, and then those transparent shorts. <laughs> you didn't have them. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> you did. I did see one. I saw a Centurion T-shirt. Someone had one on uh, um, at breakfast in the hotel. What in Verona? Yeah. Oh, yeah. amazing! Yeah. I think it was a girl, a girl called Mickey. Mickey. She was lead. She was um, leading the Sinead, the, the kind of visually impaired. Oh yeah. For, uh, yeah, yeah. Islands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're always represented. Yeah. Represent. Yeah, those, uh, those shorts. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> it's time someone else borrowed them and and you know shone themselves off, and then you know they can keep but doing they, the merry-go-round. That would have been perfect. Surely those shorts, busting out those shorts in a, uh, on the way back, the transparent shorts to show off the grapefruit, the grapefruit nutsack <laughs> would have been wonderful. 
Just, just be just clear that my nuts have gone back to a normal size now. Like it was just temporary. I've not turned shocking into... Shocking the Belgium, the Belgium um, <laughs> garage, what is it, service station users. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I couldn't get my shoes on, could barely get my jeans on. But luckily, mate, everything... I've still got these rank blisters on my heels. My heels are absolutely are, fucked. Stop it, you've got to let me say. Your jeans are a woman's cut, no? Shut they up. are your last Sportiva. you got the set. Actually, I've got some new Sportiva jeans on the way because the other one's ripped. But your jeans are tighter than mine. Yours look like they've been spray-painted on. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, Did you wear those like red tights, by the way? Did you get any exceptional kit like this time? Did you no, get... no, but, 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 but there is another... There's a... I have to get them to you. There's an even snazzier pair of, uh, of tights that they've busted out, the, U- the UK outfit. I don't believe it. Not, not they're, more they're than like, the red they're ones. They're like this. Um, they're, you imagine, so obviously they're tights. They're blue. They're sh- and they're like a shiny uh, corduroy um, material. They're, they're ridiculous, yeah. Oh, they my God. Are, they are zhuzhi, yeah. Zhuzh. The past... They've surpassed the red tights. Someone did have the red tights on. I think one of the girls... Steve Hollyoak. Um, for... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, we yeah. went for dinner, me and Lisa, and I pulled out that Stella McCartney Adidas shirt, oh, right? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I put it on and wore it seriously. And before we went out, she went, not with the logo. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes... I don't mind the shirt, but that with that logo, it looks fucking ridiculous. I was like, oh, so I had to take it off, put a white shirt on instead. But I nearly got it out. I ne- it nearly got a proper I wear. Remember, I seem to remember it's quite tight, that, though, yeah. No, it's was huge. It right? It's massive You're, on uh, me. It's massive. What did you call it? Oh, is it massive? Yeah, it's massive. With your fueling egg. What did you call your... My energy egg. Your... Yeah, look out for it in the pictures. Um, Jack came with us and took loads of pictures, and in every single one you can see my energy egg. (laughs) You've got a little bit of one too sometimes. It depends how much egg you've eaten. Yeah, how much dust I've taken in. Uh, uh, Oh, dear. Right, I'll be seeing you, mate. uh, I'll see you you later. (laughs) Wendover Woods. It's all shaping up to be the race of the year, isn't is it? it? Yeah? Why? Is it? I don't know. I, no, I've got a few mates who are running oh, it, okay. so I, I'm excited to see I haven't looked that far ahead yeah. yet. Enjoy recovery, mate. I'm very proud of you. That is some <laughs> fucking performance, honestly. Wow. Proud of you too, mate. Until yeah. the next time, then. Love you. Yeah, love you too, mate. See you, mate. See you later. Cheers, bye. Bye.